Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. He's back. Donald Trump appeared on the one, the only, the terrible CNN last night. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was quite, it was a little bit over an hour, quite the hour, quite the spectacle to behold. I confess, at first, I was a little unsure what would happen. I thought the reason that Trump went on CNN was actually to thumb his nose at Fox News for firing Tucker Carlson <laughs> because he knew that he would get better ratings at the 8 o'clock hour on CNN than anybody would get on Fox News. Anybody that is not Tucker Carlson would get on Fox News. But once the town hall got started, it was hosted by a woman. You may or may not be familiar with her. She's not super prominent um, in in. She is on cable news, but not in the whole scheme of our country. Her name is Caitlin Collins, and CNN made a critical, actually a very elementary mistake picking her, choosing her to be their moderator because she has the same problem that Hillary Clinton has. She is very unlikable. I, I say this, I don't know. I don't know the woman. Maybe, maybe she's very nice off, off air. I say that laughingly because once you saw her on this, on this town hall moderating, it's a little hard to imagine that she's nice off air, but she's not likable. She doesn't have a likable on air personality. She comes off, she's very grating, very, Trump called her a nasty woman for a reason, justifiably. And this is Trump's perfect situation. He's so, so good and so hilarious at destroying unlikable people right? So you put him on stage one-on-one -on -one with an unlikable woman. It's just 2015 and 2016 all over again, Trump versus Hillary. That's what CNN handed him on a plate. Now, there are some conservatives who are saying, well, CNN wants Trump to be the, the nominee in the primary. They want him to be the Republican candidate for president because they think that they can beat him in the general election. They think Biden can beat Trump in the general election. That might be that might be what they're thinking. That would be an awfully big risk for them to take, given the fact that they didn't think that Trump would win in 2016, and then he did. That's a lot of 3D chess for someone as notoriously dumb as CNN to be playing. So I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if they're trying to elevate Trump in the eyes of the Republican base by hosting this um, by hosting this town hall, or whether they were trying to destroy him once and for all. If that was their goal, if destruction was their goal, they did not succeed. So we're gonna talk about the craziest, the best, the worst, the nuttiest, and the most viral moments from last night. We're also gonna talk about the House Republicans. The House GOP unveiled massive new information about the Biden family corruption scheme. Guys, we knew it was bad. We obviously knew that Hunter Biden was corrupt. We knew that he was selling access to his father as vice president. We knew that Joe Biden, the big guy in Hunter Biden's emails on Hunter Biden's laptop, that is Hunter Biden's laptop. We knew this was happening, but the House GOP has more evidence that implicates more Biden. So we're gonna talk about that as well. Let's get to it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of my favorite parts of having my own show is that I get to pick what order we talk about the topics. And so I would like to show you my favorite moment from the CNN town hall with President Trump last night. This is not chronological. We're not gonna go through this chronologically. We are going through this in the order that, well, the order that I think is most interesting, the order that I think you will think is most interesting. But this was actually one of the most important answers that President Trump gave. Not necessarily his funniest answer, but this, mark my words, is if he doubles down on this talking point, if he continues to campaign on this platform, he will stand a chance to win um, independent voters or people who are undecided. His answer on Ukraine and Vladimir Putin and the war and how much money you and I are being forced to send to Vladimir Zelensky in the name of that war, Trump's answer just, he knocked it out of the park. Take a listen to this. Absolutely. Do you want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. Now, what do you... Can I just follow up on that? You said you don't think you in have terms to do of winning you have and to losing. Get the, you have Mr. To President, get Europe. can I just follow up on that because that's a really important no, excuse statement me, let me that just you just made up. there. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying, Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. But you but won't say that you want Ukraine to win. You, you know what I'll you say? In, I'll say this. I want Europe to put up more money because they're in for 20 billion. We're in for 170, and they should an be. And they should the equalize. War. They have plenty of money. They should equalize. I got with NATO. But I'm when I sat down, I got them right to now, put up Mr. hundreds President. of billions. Of What kind of stupid question is that? Like, how do you sit? Think, think about, let's, let's, ta- let's take a step back from this for a second. Take a step back behind the scenes from this debate stage or this town hall stage. When you are putting on an event as a, as a production company, right? CNN is a huge production company. Even within the world of cable news, CNN is always well-funded. Their productions are enormous. They, they, even when they don't get the ratings, their productions rival none of the other cable news organizations, right? CNN is extremely well-funded. Their productions are meticulously planned. So think about this from a production standpoint. Think about this. You get to choose any question one-on-one to ask the former president of the United States, someone who CNN does not like, someone who CNN does not agree with on policy. And you get to pose any question. And this person, President Trump, is on the spot with you on that stage for over an hour and that's the question you choose? Do you want Ukraine or Russia to win the war? Like, what? 
If they were trying to make Caitlin Collins look stupid, they certainly succeeded. Again, not sure why they picked her. This is a very elementary production decision to pick someone who's likable because it makes Trump look like he's punching down if he's attacking someone who's likable. But when Trump is um, <laughs> when Trump is criticizing, and I'll show you that video in a couple minutes, when Trump is criticizing Caitlyn Collins for being a nasty person, everyone in their right mind can see that he's correct. It just makes us laugh when he attacks her because she's so absurd. Absolutely stupid question. That being, putting that aside for a second, putting CNN's like, I can't even fathom what their preparation looked like. Like, they're all sitting around this round table, this huge conference where everyone's talking about the different topics. How do we trap Trump? What information do we want from him? What can we get him to say? What will get us the most headlines? That's what they're thinking about. And that's, this is the question they choose? Again, mind blown. So stupid. All that aside, this answer on Ukraine is an answer that will win him voters because it's the correct answer. This highlighted one of President Trump's strengths when he was in office. And what I mean by that is President Trump's foreign policy, as criticized as he was, even by people on the right, because he bucked Republican establishment orthodoxy on foreign policy, meaning he rejected being a neocon, he rejected interventionism. Foreign policy was Trump's strength negotiating with foreign leaders. I know he got, in a ton, he got a ton of flack from the media for quote unquote, buddying up with Kim Jong-un and buddying up with Vladimir Putin, but he prevented all kinds of, can't even think of a polite word. He prevented all kinds of terrible things from happening because he was willing to negotiate. He is good at negotiating on the international stage. He's correct that Vladimir Putin would never have invaded Ukraine had Trump been in office. And when Caitlin Collins is sitting up there and saying, will you say that Vladimir Putin is a war criminal? Like, are you stupid? Are you, are you 10 years old? Are you that naive about how international geopolitics works? Do you not understand that if President Trump said that, he would never be able to negotiate and enter this war with Vladimir Putin. But if he doesn't say that, even though you want that for a headline, you wanna be like, oh, Trump's a Russian agent. Trump loves Putin. Isn't he a dictator? Like, the stupid gotcha is, has reached a whole other level of stupid. If you can't even recognize what Trump said, that people are dying in this war. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying. And Trump, if he were in office, could actually stop the war within 24 hours. That wasn't the, the empty, um, oh, in the first 24 hours that I'm in office type of promise that so many candidates make. Trump is being serious and literal that he would be able to put a stop to this war almost immediately. And Caitlin Collins, on behalf of CNN, is more interested in asking a stupid question, like, are you sure you want Ukraine to win? Like, these people are a joke, an absolute joke. The other thing, and this, this is gonna win Trump voters, by the way, because we don't want our money going to the war in Ukraine, especially when Europe, the place that stands to lose the most if Putin uh, continues his imperialism, doesn't take it seriously and think that we're gonna, we're gonna bail them out while they just use the money that they're saving because they're not paying what they should be paying towards Ukraine to bloat their own welfare systems in Europe. Like we are actually paying in a, in a um, indirect way for European welfare systems because money is fungible. Any money that we pay to Ukraine instead of Europe that Europe saves, they're using to fund their bloated welfare programs. I don't think so. Trump would never for a second allow that to happen. That's the kind of person that I want in the Oval Office. That is my favorite version of Trump. I loved that answer. Hands down the best answer of the night. 
Also a good answer, and one that will win him voters, was his talk on border security. I know, Caitlin Collins, and I promise I'm not gonna harp on her the entire night, even though she was so obnoxious. Um, but one of the issues that will win President Trump voters, Republican voters and independent voters, was his talk about the border, despite Caitlin Collins's continuous quote-unquote fact-checking of the number of miles of new border wall that President Trump built. Aside from that, what he said about recognizing the threat that is occurring right now as we speak at our southern border is what working-class Americans want to hear. Take a listen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, plans on deploying 1,500 troops to the southern border. Do you agree with deploying troops to the border, and how will a Trump administration slow down the rate of migrants coming across all our borders? Sure. A very fair question, especially since tomorrow is going to be a day of infamy. You're going to have tens of thousands of people pouring into our country. Even the judge, you know, the judge overruled them when they wanted to terminate it early, and he said, you know that you better extend this thing. The judge in Texas said, I hope you're going to extend this, but this is my policy that they're letting terminate because they lost in court. They wanted to go earlier. You're going to have millions of people pouring into our country right now at a level that nobody's ever seen before. These people are sick. Anybody that wants this to happen to our country, they're destroying our country, and this should not be allowed to happen. How they're not going to do a version of Title 42 or my Title 42, which was tough, if people are sick and have infectious diseases and lots of other problems, we don't want them being into our country. We have enough problems right now. We have problems like we've never had in the history of our country. But Mr. Our country, President, our country the is reason being it's ending, destroyed. The reason it's ending is because the health policy, the COVID era pandemic emergency is coming to an end. That's what Title 42 was. You put it in place because That's of COVID. True, but you when have... it comes to the questions about what your immigration policy would look like if you are reelected, some of your Republican rivals have criticized you for not fulfilling the promises that you made on the campaign trail, like finishing the border wall. So how did voters know that you would get those done if you're reelected? I did finish the wall. I built a wall. I you built hundreds of miles of wall, and I finished it. And then I said, we have to build some more because there are areas like water going through a dam. There are some areas where a lot of people are coming. You close up one, and they come into another. And we started another 100 miles of wall. In fact, I said to my people, if we start this and don't finish it, and then we had a rigged election. I'm sorry to say it. The and, election was and, not rigged, oh, okay, Mr. Good, President. You can't I'm, keep I'm saying that all night that. long. And so then they the took over and they decided not to finish it. It would have taken them three weeks. I built hundreds of miles of wall. If we didn't have it, it would be hard to believe it could be any worse. They're just letting people flow into our country. 
Look. You cannot keep saying that all night long. If that doesn't exemplify what the left believes about free speech, they don't want a leftist sit, to sit there and offer a counter argument to a conservative. They want the conservative not to be allowed to speak. You can't sit there and keep saying that. Like she wants to disallow him from speaking because she doesn't like the content of what he's saying. <laughs> CNN in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. So here's the thing. It's very interesting to hear Trump talk about the border because there is this prevailing narrative amongst the media, and this is media on both the right and the left, that if President Trump uses too harsh of language about illegal aliens, that it will turn off suburban women and independent voters, and this is not true. It's empirically not true. What President Trump is saying will actually, using language that sounds somewhat as harsh as the language that he's using, um, appeals to working class Americans in the middle of the country for two reasons. The prevailing narrative among the media, some media on the right even, it's not just leftist media, is that Trump's language on immigration or on um, opposing illegal immigration on border security is too harsh. He needs to be more welcoming. He needs to be able to humanize these illegals who are just coming here to seek a better life. Trump has never done this. Trump has never used gentle language around immigration. And believe it or not, it's a winning message it is a winning narrative. It is a narrative that appeals to voters when Trump uh, speaks about the border in, in terms as cut and dry, as black and white, as, as bluntly as he spoke about it on this CNN town hall stage. Because working class Americans, working class Americans are the people who President Trump convinced in 2016 that, you know, you feel like the forgotten man, Trump told them. You feel like the forgotten man. No one pays attention to you. You might live in the Midwest. You might be, you know, lower middle class. You, you've been forgotten. Your jobs are being taken and shipped overseas. You are being, your problems are being ignored. He said, I will represent you. I will come in and I will be your champion for your interests. Well, let me tell you, the safety of middle class, working class American people, especially in the Midwest, is threatened when we have mass illegal immigration across our border. Because people that are elitists, right, the rich people, the politicians, they have gated communities. They have private security if they need it. They live in areas that their HOAs or their community boards would never allow migrants to be bussed in and shipped in. That's why when, um, when DeSantis sent all those migrants to Martha's Vineyard, it was so funny because Martha's Vineyard claimed that they welcomed everyone. And what did they do? They bust those people out just as soon as they can call the buses. The safety that's in question is not the safety of the elitists. The safety in question is the safety of working class Americans who will see the threats, not just to their safety, but also to their livelihoods when we have mass illegal immigration. Because the other thing that happens when there's mass illegal immigration is employers use illegal aliens as employees because they can pay them lower wages than they can pay American citizens. So who stands to lose their jobs then? Well, it's not the white collar professionals. It's not the politicians. It's not the attorneys. It's not the think tank folks. No, no. It's white working class Americans who are edged out of their positions because employers want to pay illegal aliens to do the labor and they want to pay them a less amount than American citizens can accept. So when President Trump uses language like this about the border, I love to hear it. I think that this is a winning message. And if he stays focused on a couple of these things, he actually would stand a chance to beat Joe Biden. The next thing that he talked about, and I will be so interested to see if the other Republican candidates in this primary 
answer in the same way as President Trump, but he was asked whether he would pardon those who participated, not just participated, those who were charged and convicted on January 6th. And this is what he said. Lane Byer is a retired attorney from North Conway. He has previously served in Republican administrations. He volunteered for the Republican Party in the 2022 midterms. He voted for you in 2020. What's your question for the president, Wayne? Thank you for coming, Mr. President. Thank you, Wayne. My, my, pres- my question to you is, will you pardon the January 6th rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. I can't say for every single one because a couple of them, probably they got out of control. But, you know, when you look at Antifa, what they've done to Portland, and if uh, you look at Antifa, look at what they've done to Minneapolis and uh, so many other, so many other places. Look at what they did to Seattle and BLM, BLM. Many people were killed. These people, I'm not trying to justify anything. But you have two standards of justice in this country, and what they've done, and I, I love that question, because what they've done to so many people is nothing, nothing. And then what they've done to these people, they've persecuted these people. And yeah, my, my answer is, I am most likely, if I get in, I will most likely, I would say it will be a large portion of them. You know, they did a very... And it'll be very early on. And they're living in hell right now. So when it comes they're to living pardons. in hell. And they're policemen, and they're firemen, and they're soldiers, and they're carpenters and electricians, and they're great people. Many of them are just great people. And by the way, that is just one of the innumerable times that Caitlin Collins interrupts President Trump. I don't know whether she's doing an Elizabeth Holmes thing with her voice or what her deal is, but... It seemed pretty universally uh, agreed upon on Twitter that she didn't do a good job last night. In fact, she was so insistent on having the last word, so insistent on making it seem like that she was fact-checking Trump as he spoke, that President Trump called her out for it, and the audience went wild. Take a listen to this. What's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay, it's very simple to That's answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You are a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was negotiating and we were talking to Nara. (laughs) I mean, I got to tell you, it's a harsh thing to say, but man, it's true. Don't even kid yourself. We were all thinking it. We're all thinking what a nasty job she did because she she was not hosting this with any kind of intent to actually get information from him. She was just trying to push her radical leftist ideology on him. CNN is not a news network. They're just a propagandist arm for radical leftists. We all know that. This was evidenced at the very beginning when she was talking about um, the, the, the jury that found Trump, quote unquote, liable for sexual abuse, even though the allegation, the original allegation um, made by E. Jean Carroll, this clearly nutty woman. She accused President Trump of raping her. A jury found that, no, he didn't rape her. And yet, somehow, even though he, the jury found that he didn't do what she accused him to do, they still said he had to pay her millions of dollars because he, uh, they, they claim that he sexually abused her. And his, his answer to this was quite telling about the fairness of our judicial system right now. What he was not allowed, what his attorneys were not allowed to present in court about who she is and what she says, which really paints a bigger picture of whether she's a believable person or not. Take a listen to this. Her dog, 
or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wouldn't allow it to put that in. All of these things he would, but with her, they could put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This was a jury of nine people who found right. you liable of sexual abuse. Do you think that, that that will deter women from voting for you? No, I don't think so, because I think the whole thing, just so you understand, ready? I never met this woman. I never saw this woman. This woman said, I met her at the front door of Bergdorf Goodwin, which I With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, so I am actually, in a sense, glad that CNN brought this up because it gives me an easy opportunity to talk about this on the show. A lot of people have asked me, not a lot, a few people have asked me what I thought of this. Um, not whether I think it's a credible claim. I think very few people outside of CNN think it's a credible claim. But for voters who are not quite as politically active as we are, I was asked, well, do you think that this is going to impact whether women or suburban women, that, 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 that demographic that is always spoken of as if there's some unicorn, do you think suburban women will not vote for Trump because of this? And my answer is, I don't really think that this is gonna make a difference at this point right? It might make men more likely to vote for Trump because uh, a lot of people really empathize with Trump. Think about how that feels if you are falsely accused of something, something you didn't do, especially and a court finds you liable even though you didn't do it. Like when men think about the situation in our country right now, how the Me Too movement has so overcompensated for the of course, egregious abuse of power and sexual abuse of some powerful people like Harvey Weinstein, but they've overcompensated to the point where it's not just listening to women when women make allegations, that it's the believing all women thing, where all a woman has to do is make an allegation no matter how wild, no matter how unsubstantiated, no matter how outright false, and that, in the eyes of the left, in the eyes of the Me Too movement, should serve as a conviction of that man. That is a terrifying reality for, or I should say, that's a terrifying delusion for men to have to exist in. Because all it means is that there, it, it takes one crazy woman somewhere who doesn't like you for some reason, maybe not even a valid reason why she doesn't like you, to make a false allegation against you and you're done. Your reputation is ruined. Maybe you're even found, found liable in a court even though the original allegation against you was found to be false. I think that this either doesn't change anybody's mind or makes men feel really empathetic. There are some women who, who, it's not just men, there are some women who imagine this being their husbands. Imagine this being their father. Imagine this being their son or their brother. And they think, listen, if this can happen to President Trump, why couldn't it happen to a man in you know, any one of our families, right? 
And I don't think that we want to live in a, in a situation where this is the reality of our legal system. I also, in I guess zooming out a little bit, I don't think this changes anybody's mind because since 2015, when Trump came down that escalator, the left has tried to brand him as a sexual predator, right? So first it was like the, com- the, the vulgar comments he made on the Access Hollywood tape. Um, then it was any number of women that they trotted out issuing all of these allegations uh, against him, none of which turned out to be anything. Um, people think of him what they think of him. They, they've already made up their mind about what they think of him. I don't think one more thing like this is going to turn a significant amount of voters' minds. Um, you can argue that, that it turns off suburban women, but if it did, that already happened years ago. So I don't know that this makes, this makes a difference. Trump also talked about, offered actually an alternative to what the left is offering us in the wake of all these mass shootings that we've been seeing. The left is just constantly blaming you know, Republicans for not wanting trans kids or blaming guns and wanting to disarm us. President Trump actually also offered an alternative that I suspect a lot of people, including a lot of parents with children in school, really want to hear. So President Trump actually offered an alternative to the gun control, the gun grabs that the left has been offering and telling us that we're transphobic and homophobic and basically deserve to be mass murdered by you know the spate of mass shootings that has been happening in our country, President Trump offered a solution that I think a lot of parents with school-aged children are going to like. Take a listen. If you are reelected, are there any new gun restrictions that you would sign into law? I would do uh, numerous things. For instance, schools, we would harden, very, very much harden. And I also, I'm a very believer, I believe in teachers. I love teachers, I think they're incredible. And they love the children, not quite like the parents, but they love the children in many cases almost as much. Many of these teachers are soldiers, ex-soldiers, ex-policemen. They're people that really understand weapons and you don't need. 5% of the teachers would be more than you could ever have if you're gonna hire security guards. But in addition to that, have security guards, uh, you have to harden your entrances, you have to make schools safe, and you can make other places safe. But it is a big, mental health problem in this country more than anything else. And remember, we have 700 million guns, 700 million. Uh, Many people, if they don't have a gun, they're not going to be very safe. I mean, if they don't have a gun, it gives them security. Now, you need them for entertainment. You need them for hunting. You need them for a lot of different things. But there are people that if they didn't have the privilege of having a gun in some form, they, many of them would not be alive today. You know, there's a certain country that had a very strict policy on guns, very, very strict. Which country? And, uh, Brazil, okay. Brazil, uh, very strict. And the former president of Brazil, and the, the, the killing was incredible. They were walking into people's homes and killing people. They had no protection. He said, go out and buy guns. People went out and bought guns, and it went way down. The numbers went way down because they had security. If you look at Chicago, Chicago has the single toughest gun policies in the nation. They are so tough, you can't breathe. New York, too, and other places also. All of those places are the worst and most dangerous places. So, so that's not the answer. No new restrictions that you would sign if reelected. I'm sorry to harp on this, but she is the absolute worst. After he literally gives all of these ideas for how to keep children safe. She goes, but no new ideas because you don't want to take guns away from people. Okay, okay, girl, 
Okay. And then President Trump addresses the rampant inflation that I'm sure the people at CNN don't care about because they are so wealthy that they are so they are far removed from the struggles of everyday Americans. But President Trump says if he's in office, he will address inflation, the rising cost of gas and groceries with three simple words. Take a listen. Hi, thank you so much for coming to New Hampshire to answer our questions. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past two years, we have seen the prices for everything skyrocket. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. We were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. And nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to $1.87. Actually, it fell lower than that in some cases. We had to save the oil companies the, the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We were energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together times two. We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, any other nation. And these stupid fools ended it. And energy went from $1.87 and even lower for gasoline, for a car. They went from $1.87 to five, six, seven, eight, and even $9. And your electricity bills went through the roof, your heating bills went through the roof. And that's what started inflation. And it hasn't stopped because people are paying now for bacon and for eggs and for the two and three times what it was just a little while ago. We created the greatest economy in history. A big part of that economy was I get, got you the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country, bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any. And, and also, Caitlin, also, as you know, we got the biggest regulation and regulatory cuts we, this place was rocking, and then we were given a gift from China, and China paid a big price. And let me tell you something. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars in taxes from China, but prior to COVID coming in, and then I rebuilt the economy again a second time. But we had, prior to COVID coming in as, as from China, from Wuhan, which I said it came from Wuhan. Everybody said, oh, you're wrong about that. You're wrong. It came from Wuhan. I said it right from day one. So... We had the greatest economy in the world. Here's the story. Uh, they made energy so high, and energy is all invasive. It is massive as an industry and as a cost. It lifted everything. If Mr. you President, made, don't, if you made donuts, if you made, no matter what you did, and but we had inflation the likes of which I guess we haven't had, say, said for 52 years, but I think more than that. We had no inflation. We had the lowest energy prices we've had in decades. This country was rocking and rolling. And by the way, we had the most secure border in the history of our country. I love how he's like, Caitlin, as you know, because there's no way for her to contradict him on this. And of course, her final question to him um, was, again, not something that was relevant to voters' decisions, whether to cast their ballot for him, but just something that she was trying to trip him up on. And he handled it. He, he knocked it out of the park. Take a listen. Mr. President, I have one more question for you here tonight, and I think 
while we're in front of the voters here in New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, this is a fundamental question for you. You are running in the 2024 race. If you are the Republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race, will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election? Yeah, if I think it's an honest election, absolutely, I would. Will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome? Do you want me to answer it again? If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican. And you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening. But no commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the if, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct, okay. I will. Okay, so not committing to accepting the 2024 election results or acknowledging what happened in 2020. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to thank you for coming here tonight. I like how his final interaction with her was <laughs> just pointing at her and dismissing her. Power move, hilarious. Um, there were there were some moments that you could criticize. You could criticize his his answer on abortion. He wouldn't commit to um, a fed, to signing a federal ban on abortion. I'm sure he was he was hesitant to commit to that for political reasons. Um, that was not my favorite answer of his. Overall, I mean, it was Trump. It was Trump. Trump was Trump. He was doing the same thing that he always did. He was he was sticking to the policies and sticking to his opinions the way that he has. That's the one thing that we know about Trump is we do actually know what to expect because he was in office for so many years. So um, again, it's kind of funny that CNN hosted this, kind of funny that President Trump accepted it. I think in both senses, Trump was trying to stick it to Fox and CNN was trying to stick it to the Republican Party, but the result of it was just you know an hour of entertainment for us. In Congress, the House Republicans unveiled more evidence that the Biden family corruption is even deeper, is even more severe than we previously thought. And I mean, if you're like me, you already thought it was pretty severe. Um, let's start with this. Joe Biden at one point claimed that he knew absolutely nothing about his son Hunter's business. Take a listen to this. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. Okay, so Biden himself said he's never discussed with Hunter anything that has to do with Hunter's business. Then we have Congressman Comer today um, detailing evidence that Congress has in, has um, uncovered via their investigations, their role as oversight, um, unveiled $10 million that just appeared in the bank accounts of not just one Biden, but multiple Bidens. Take a listen to this. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. Just sounds like your normal every day, going to work, earning money to, to support your family, right? $10 million from foreign nationals that went through a series of shell companies. And it wasn't just Hunter Biden. I feel like the corruption of Hunter Biden does get somewhat of a pass. It shouldn't, but it does. If we're just analyzing this objectively, because Hunter Biden is also a crackhead, there's an element of almost sympathy for him because it's like, well, he's a really, he's a screw up right? He's, he's, a, he's a son that's an embarrassment. He's not a son to be proud of. His behavior is 
awful, it's egregious, but there's an element of human sympathy that a lot of people, whether they should or should not feel this, feel towards Hunter Biden. And because of that, his corruption gets a little bit of a pass, but it's not just Hunter Biden. It's not just Hunter Biden. According to Congressman Comer, there are nine different Bidens implicated in this corruption. Take a listen. Joe Biden's son, Joe Biden's brother, Joe Biden's brother's wife, Hunter Biden's girlfriend or Beau Biden's widow, however you wanted to write that, Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Hunter Biden's current wife, and three children of the president's son and the president's brother. So we're talking about a grandchild, that's odd. Most people that work hard every day's grandchild doesn't get a wire from a foreign national or anything like that. So, yeah, not not exactly what you'd call typical for the grandchild of a vice president to just get a wire transfer from a foreign national without having done any work to deserve that. And then we have Representative Byron Donalds, who is talking about the shell companies. This is where it gets very confusing and convoluted. This is where the Bidens probably thought they'd get away with it, just because it isn't really easy to condense the tangled web of corruption into just like a tweet that everyone can easily articulate and everyone who hears it articulated can easily understand and repeat and pass on. And it becomes this organic viral story. This is is so convoluted, so confusing because of all these shell companies. It's not easy to articulate, but Congressman Donalds um, says, listen, my experience as a former banker, let me tell you why exactly they had all these different companies. Take a listen. Here's an example of what I mean. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners. Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, RSP Holdings, RSTP2 Alpha, RSTP2 Bravo, Rosemont Seneca Thornton, Rosemont Seneca Bohai, I want to make sure I pronounce it right, Bohai, B-O-H-A-I, and the list goes on and on. Cycling through this many companies serves no legitimate purpose. And as somebody who actually worked in banking, I did that long before I came here. Whenever there was like this many companies just laying all over the place and you see wire transfers and cashier checks over here going to random members of the family for no apparent purpose at the size and velocity at which all of this was being conducted, the only logical conclusion of a financial professional is you, you are concealing money. Yeah, cut Let it me restate this. You are concealing money. You are concealing money. That's pretty clear. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that the depth and breadth of the Biden family corruption is enormous. The mainstream media and the left were so obsessed yesterday with George Santos being arrested and held in custody by the FBI for allegations of money laundering and telling lies on his resume to the House of Representatives. And I'm not making excuses for him. I don't really care about the lies that he told on his resume. That's for the voters to decide. I'm not endorsing wire fraud and money laundering, obviously, but seriously, you're gonna pretend that George Santos deserves to be in FBI custody before Hunter Biden does? Give me a break. Remember very clearly, the poll that this happened after the 2020 election, after 
Twitter, this is pre-Elon Musk, after Twitter and Facebook had censored and silenced and banned any mention of Hunter Biden's laptop on their platform in the lead up to the presidential election, so people didn't know about this, almost 20% of Biden voters in the aftermath said had they known about Hunter Biden's laptop, they would have reconsidered their vote for Joe Biden. This is critically important information to make sure that voters across the aisle, especially those independent voters, but Democrat voters too, are aware of about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and all nine members of the Biden crime family. This is not a a conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy. This is the real thing. This is nasty, nasty behavior that puts our nation at risk. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.